Hey everyone, Nathan here. Thank you for joining me again. This is the podcast titled Fathom with Nathan. My intention is to just share with you what I get from the Lord and communicate that uh, that to you as best as I can. Um, Just a side note, I record these uh, podcasts in one shot. I don't go back and edit these or anything. So I, you know, maybe I'll do that in the future. Uh, but as of right now, you're just getting everything that I share kind of in the raw as the Lord gives it to me. And I try and piece it together and I do my best to attempt to communicate that. Um, had an awesome time with the Lord this morning and uh, just reading his word. It's so amazing how he can lead us piece by piece, step by step, and then he can bring the entire story together just as we make ourselves available to him every day. This is episode 34. It is August 21st, 2022. It's Sunday. And um, I just want to piece a few things together for you. This morning, I felt like I should study um, uh, the word Beelzebub or Beelzebul, which is a term that is interchangeable in the New Testament, depending on which version you use. And basically, it was a name that uh, people were that Jesus used to say, hey, you, you're saying that I'm casting out demons by the, by the power of Beelzebub, by the power of Beelzebub. He's saying, if I do that, then what are you, how are your exorcists casting them out? Wouldn't it be the same person? That's a horrible paraphrase, but Jesus was saying, no, it's not, it's by the power of God. It's not by the power of Satan. So he, so, um, Jesus is saying, no, that's, that's not the case. Um, there, you're confused. So I was studying that, and then I thought, you know what? I need to go back and read that passage where Jesus was in the wilderness, and Satan was attempting to tempt Jesus in the wilderness with all these different things he was throwing at him. So I read that passage. I'm going to read just a little bit of that for you. Um, This is the passage out of Luke chapter 4, and I'm going to read maybe the first three to four verses. And different translations and say some of these words a little bit different. I understand that. So if you have a favorite version or you think one version is the best version, that's fine. Just I, I find it helpful to just read passages in multiple versions, almost all of the English versions. When I read a passage, if specifically one verse, I'll try and read as many English versions as I can just to get a broader take on it. And then I'll study some notes on it. But anyway, here we go. Luke chapter 4 verse 1, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at that end of, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Verse 4, Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. Now, there's a lot more to that passage there, which if you study you know, Luke chapter 4, in all the English versions, it's actually a quote from an Old Testament passage. Jesus is quoting the scripture that he had memorized, which is key, which is very important. Um, the Old Testament is not useless, <laughs> as some New Testament people might think. Uh, that's just a little side note. But anyway, so after reading that passage, um, I was like, man, I've, I've in my heart, I was like, I feel like I should read Deuteronomy chapter 7. I don't know why. So this is how it works with me. The Lord just drops numbers. He, he drops books of the Bible in my mind. He pieces things together. And then after I take those steps of faith, then I start to understand things. So then I go to Deuteronomy chapter 7, and it's talking about, you know, how God chose the children of Israel, and he's going to drive out the nations. 
and basically um, he's going to set them apart. So I read the notes. This is I'm reading out of my Life Application Bible, which, by the way, is a is a really really good Bible to to learn to grow in and to study the scriptures in. So I was reading all of these notes, and um, so I come across this note in relation to Deuteronomy chapter four, verses seven. Excuse me, chapter seven, verses twenty-one to twenty-four. Excuse me, I'm a little having a hard time focusing here for a second. So the note in the Life Application Bible says, God could miraculously and instantaneously change your life. Usually, however, he chooses to help you gradually, teaching you one lesson at a time. Rather than expecting instant spiritual maturity and solutions to all your problems, slow down and work one step at a time, trusting God to make up the difference between where you should be and where you are now. You'll soon look back and see that a miraculous transformation has occurred. So I'm reading that, and then I look over at the other notes, and it's talking about the passage that Jesus mentioned about living from the words of God. And I'm like, what? I was like, wow, this is really cool. So I read chapter 8 at the beginning. It says, this is Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 1. Be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way into the wilderness. He's talking about the children of Israel here. I'll say that again. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and to test you in order to know, that's God knowing, by the way, as a side note, what was in your heart. The people already knew in part what was in their heart, but this is God wants to know what's in their heart. To humble and to test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, M-A-N-N-A, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. So just as the children of Israel were in the desert, they had left Egypt and they were dependent on God daily. God started providing for them something called manna, which was um, it's supposedly like a flaky bread-like substance that would appear in the morning. So they would wake up, they'd go out and they'd get their manna early in the morning and they would receive the manna and then they would eat only what they needed for that day. And the day before the Sabbath, they would take twice as much. But they weren't supposed to take twice as much on every every day or it would spoil. So the illustration here is that God puts a people group that he's chosen into a position to be dependent on him in a way that they didn't even know that they were going to need. But to also provide for them in a way that they didn't know he could provide. But that he would also do that daily so that it would be a type and a picture and a shadow of daily dependence on the Lord. Now check this out. We know that Jesus himself is the word of God. He also described himself as the bread of life. When we are in a situation and you know we feel like things aren't going our direction and, and we're just daily dependent on God, sometimes we can get the sense that we're lesser, that maybe we're not doing the right thing, that maybe if I just worked harder, maybe if I just made a lot of money, maybe if I just got the right career, 
Maybe if I just put myself in the right position, I wouldn't be struggling so much. Okay, let's take that. But the children of Israel are an example for all of history that would follow them saying, no, no, no. There is no shame in daily dependence on God. Actually, it's an expectation. Actually, it's God's pattern. Actually, it's what God prefers. God prefers that we be in daily dependence on Him because it builds a relationship with Him of trust. A daily trusting relationship dependent on the manna of God, the voice of God, Jesus, the bread of life. So when we do not partake of that daily opportunity, we find ourselves in the desert desert and malnourished, thirsty and dry and hungry and without food because we have believed that we should have had something better than him himself. So I want to encourage you and challenge you. Take up that daily opportunity to receive the bread, the manna of God, the voice of God daily. So when we receive the words of God, the word of God himself, Jesus, the word of God, then we receive the daily spiritual manna that we need. And then we have the voice of the Lord. And then we operate with spiritual nourishment and strength to go into our day. It's not the opposite. We don't get to decide when the manna comes. We get to decide the source and if we're going to partake of it. Jesus is the source. God is the source. So are you taking advantage of what God has already provided through his son, Jesus Christ? You know, the scriptures say that when we're, when we are uh, born again, his spirit enters into us. So we already have his spirit inside of us. He's ready and willing and able to talk to us. Are we choosing to wait on the Lord to renew our strength by his spirit, by his word, by his daily manna? by his provision, by the daily testing of daily dependence on the Lord. And I would also hasten to say that if you are finding yourself in life and being successful in your own eyes, and you have what you you prefer, and you have what you think that you need in the natural, but you don't have an abiding daily relationship with the Lord, you are in one of the most scary positions a person could ever be in on the planet. To believe that you can survive without God and without his daily voice and operate and you don't even need him. You may have faith that he exists. So do the demons. You may believe in Jesus Christ and might be born again. But that doesn't mean that you're living in daily dependence. It's the daily dependence on he himself, our bread of life. And that is the, that is the place of his preferred method of growing in relationship with him. See, if we can operate and live without him, then why do we need him? But the truth is, none of us can do that. None of us can live without daily dependence on the Lord. Now, I'm not saying you have to hear a word from God every day, like some supernatural word from God every day, even though I believe that's possible. And that's that's how I, how I, I attempt to operate every day. And he's been speaking to me very clearly. But we can hear the word of God in his written word. We can hear the word of God spoken through others. And we can hear the word of God from, from him himself, his spirit, straight from his spirit to our spirit, his heart to our heart, his mind to our mind. And we do that daily and over time, after day, after day, after day, after daily dependence on him, laying our, our pride down, laying down our time at his feet as 
as, as an offering to him. You know, these churches want to focus so much on giving 10% and that's how we get our blessing. Just throw that out the window. Completely throw it out the window. We cannot earn God's favor, nor can we earn his blessing. But we can position ourselves before him, the person, and receive his direction, receive his lordship, receive him as the head, receive him as the life, receive the direction that we need. Let him identify and correct our image of our own identity. Let him show us if we're in right relationship or not. Let him be the great counselor, as it says that he is, counseling us and counseling our mind and counseling our heart so that we can lead our children. Letting him put in our heart exactly what it means to go out into the world and to share the gospel and to teach all nations and to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Are we living by what we think is God's will on a daily basis or are we actually abiding in God to absorb his thoughts and to absorb his thinking so that we can live from him our manna to live from him our bread of life so that we can receive his spiritual nourishment as our bread of life we can receive him as our drink daily and we can be nourished then we're no longer complaining and bitter and grumbling like the children of Israel in the desert but we're thankful that we receive the daily manna. We're thankful that he is our bread of life. We are thankful that he is good and he has positioned himself in our hearts so that we can receive him freely by his spirit, not by works of the flesh. So, Lord, I just pray for whoever's listening. I pray that you just help them and help me to abide in you daily, to receive you as their daily word, to receive you as their daily manna, to receive you as our daily portion, that we would receive you every morning, that we would receive you in our hearts and our thinking and our thoughts as you are the Lord. You are Yahweh. You are Adonai. Father, we receive you. Fill our spirits up with the nourishment of heaven. Forgive us for neglecting to abide in you. Forgive us for neglecting to partake of your nature and your goodness every day. Lord, we receive you. We receive and we thank you that today is a gift. We thank you that you're available today. And don't let us be deceived by Satan that it is not worth our time to spend time with you. Don't let us be deceived that we don't really need you, but because our life is okay, that we can continue on and slide by. Father, tear down every false lie, every stronghold in our thinking in Jesus name. So I'm going to encourage you get into the word daily. Get into his presence daily. Fight for it. Go after it. Spend time with him in in the moments that you can. Get away and this is how I do it. I have to go spend time away from my living space so that I can have the silence that I need. I have to actually get in my car and go away and sit in my car if there's no other place to go. That's my usual routine. <laughs> I get in my car. I go. I spend time with the Lord. I say, Lord, I am at your feet. I want to hear anything you want to say. I want to absorb. I want to, I want to hear anything you want to say. I'm here to listen. I say, take every thought out of my mind that is not your will. And put every thought into my mind that is your will. And he begins to speak. Most often it starts with an idea. So thank you for listening. Again, this is episode 34, Fathom with Nathan. If you found this to be in any way encouraging, 
please, if it if you're inspired, share it with someone else that could be blessed, that could be encouraged. In Jesus' name.